Hello everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast for recaps, reflections, and judgment on the CW's excellent show. My name is Beth and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host Claire and we're excited to share episode five with you. Ah yes, this episode is called You're Undead to Me. That's funny because it's like the phrase you're dead to me but undead because they're vampires. Oh, shit. Just wanted to make sure everybody got that. This is getting deep. Also, Stefan's getting hotter and hotter every episode, so... That's an interesting take. Do you think? I don't know. I think it's because he kind of vampired out for a second in this episode, and I was True. kind of like, hey, Stefan, and what you up, were girl? into it? I you was really into it. the, like, veiny black eyes. I did, and his teeth got all spiky. Mm-hmm. He was, like, grumbling. Sexy. I know. Well, let's kick off with uh, the beginning of the episode where we see that after the roofing of Caroline's drink, they've managed to get Damon into the basement of the Salvatore house, and he's they basically have a dungeon down there. And this is like a historical property. I'm like, what was that used for in the past? <laughs> Do I want to know? Right? Nowadays, it's just the family, like, jail cell slash grow house. But back in the day, who knows? It's like, they probably had slaves, not to, like, get too real with Uh, it. Oh, yeah. The implications are not great. I know, and we know that the Salvatore Manor has been around for a while, so there's some dark history that's probably going on down there. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So Damon is stuck in there. It's been three days since we last checked in. And, and he's weak as fuck. He's, he's all like, like shaky. Thirsty. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, I can't function without human blood. And Stefan's just kind of creeping outside the door looking at him. And he's like, sorry, Damon, like you had your chance, but you decided to go and attack everybody. Um, so we're going to let you mummify <laughs> and maybe we'll reevaluate in 50 years. Like, <laughs> By which time Elena will be old and kind of ugly. So he doesn't need to worry about that situation anymore. That's true. <laughs> then Damon can eat her it's fine yeah who will care because she won't be attractive at that point anymore nope Mm -hmm. she'll just be a drunk grandma if she's lucky shout out to drunk grandmas everywhere (laughs) so yeah Stefan's being really extra like just stonily glaring in the little prison window like your body will slowly shut down eventually you'll desiccate and you brought this on yourself, bro. It didn't have to be this way. And then he was like, sorry, <laughs> at the end. Yeah, I don't think he was really sorry, though. No. That's not the impression I got. Me neither. Like, when you lock someone up and tell them that you're going to let them turn into a mummy and you'll check on them in 50 years, like, even if you add a heartfelt apology to the end of it, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. you ate sorry. No. Uh, but yeah, it's really dark and grim. And then suddenly we, we just cut to Elena in her bedroom, like lying underneath her weird horse painting. <laughs> Snuggling <laughs> with her diary. <laughs> but she's too depressed to write in her diary. She's like got her pen poised over the page. But then she's just like, ah, no, I can't do it. And she puts the cap back on the pen. 
Yeah. Because she and Stefan are not on good terms, so what the fuck else is she going to write about? Exactly. You know that nothing happens in a woman's life except for reflections on her so-called relationship with men. Indeed. But, yeah, her decision to not write in her diary means that she can now start her day, so she heads into the bathroom where she's very surprised to see Vicky Donovan just cheerfully brushing her teeth. And Vicky's like, hey girl, I'll be done in five minutes. I'm like, bitch, this is my bathroom. <laughs> right? Get out. I know. Vicky had no shame in that situation, which I guess you don't need to be ashamed, but I would feel a little awkward if my like boyfriend sister like walked in on me in the bathroom. Yeah. And it's not like a shame situation. It's like manners. Yeah, you're right. Manners. And also, how is it that they went from zero to having sex sleepovers where Vicky's just, like, making herself at home in the morning with the, like, having slept with what I assume is a 15-year-old? I know. I I guess there's no parents and Jenna is not, Jenna literally doesn't give a fuck as we learn when Elena (laughs) goes downstairs and is like, do you know what's going on up there? And Aunt Jenna's all like, yeah, he could at least try and sneak her in, but I'm the cool aunt, so whatever. Oh, Aunt Jenna. She's making some bad decisions lately. Well, now that Mr. Tanner isn't here to shame her into being a better parent, (laughs) all bets are off. She's preoccupied by her own man problems with disgusting Logan Fell. Oh, Logan, you the worst. All TV characters named Logan are basically the worst. You have Logan from Gilmore Girls. He sucks. Mm-hmm. You have Logan from Veronica Mars. I know this is not a popular opinion, but you're all wrong. He sucks. I don't know any other TV Logans. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Logan from Gilmore Girls, the worst. Ugh. As we all know, I'm also rewatching Gilmore Girls right now. <laughs> so we're just at um, the beginning of him and Rory's togetherness, and it's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yep. So, yeah, that's happening. Jeremy reassures Vicky when she comes back that since he's, like, the stoner fuck-up, nobody's going to care if he has a girl over because that's, like, the least of their worries. Exactly. I think his exact phrasing was, I'm a drug-using delinquent. (laughs) One of my favorite quotes of the episode. At least Jeremy can self-identify in, like, a very woke way about how, like, shitty he is true yeah Mm -hmm. i guess if you're gonna be an idiot you might as well own it true so So (laughs) (laughs) sorry so then i think um what happens next is that we cut to bonnie and caroline just chilling yeah yeah they're kind of hanging out and i'm not quite sure how much time has passed since the founders party i feel like it has to be a while it's been three days three days Oh, okay. There you go. So um, Caroline healed up real nice in three days, which I don't really understand. Well, I think she's putting makeup on her neck in this scene to like oh. cover up the wound. All right. Maybe I was not paying attention <laughs> that much during this section, but she did a really good job. Yeah. Um, but she's all confused about what happened. She's She kind of remembers Damon biting her, but she doesn't seem that bothered. And meanwhile, Bonnie's just sitting in her bed, like, holding this candle and staring at it in a kind of suggestive manner. 
I know. She's, like, kind of jacking the candle <laughs> off a little bit. She's, like, rubbing her hand on it, like, in a backward and forwards motion. And she's, like, looking at it wistfully. It's just an unlit candle. Yeah. Although, now that I think about it more, last episode, she, like, yeah. lit all of the candles in the dining room. So, I guess she's just kind of reflecting on her newfound powers. But it but was still out awkward. Out of context, it's a very strange thing. Exactly. So, aside from... Um, Bonnie, like, wistfully holding this candle. We also pan out in Caroline's room, and what do we see? The very important crystal. Mm. Oh, Which shit. Which Bonnie calls a very ugly crystal. Yeah, Bonnie was hating. I mean, it is very ugly, but it's also very important. Yeah, but Caroline has now claimed it for herself. She has it, like, hanging on a coat rack in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a hat rack. Yeah, it was a weird place to hang it up, I thought. <laughs> yeah. No jewelry tree for her. Uh, Yeah, so speaking of Damon, sort of, he is still, like, dying in the basement, and Uncle Zach, for some reason, decides to go visit. He, like, can hear Damon loudly groaning all the way from upstairs, (laughs) which he's not a very good neighbor to make that racket. No. But... Zach goes down, he's like, just so you know, I've been putting vervain in my coffee for 16 years, so don't get any fancy ideas about biting me. I just wanted to come say goodbye. Right? It's like, Uncle Zach, just stay away. Like, you don't need to come down and say goodbye and put yourself at fucking risk while you're, like, bragging about how you've been drinking vervain for the past 16 years. Maybe just, like, go on a cruise while this is (laughs) happening. A farewell Damon cruise. Yeah. Just go on a booze cruise and meet some people, uh, consider moving out of Virginia since nothing good happens there, but he's an idiot, so he stands really close to the door and Damon uses what's left of his strength to pop up and try to strangle him. But yeah, because there's Stephen, that tiny window so, he, yeah. so Damon can just kind of like stick his hand out and grab Uncle Zach by the neck. But Stefan comes in to poop on the party, and he, you know, (laughs) brings Zach to safety and is like, nice job, Damon. You just made the desiccation happen even faster by using up all your energy. Yep. Burn. I just realized I keep calling Zach Uncle Zach, but he's actually the nephew. But everybody calls him Uncle Zach (laughs) on the show. it's It's so weird. I can't keep it straight. Also, I noticed that, like, even though Damon is kind of, like, holding on to his whatever is left of his life, he's still got jokes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, Uncle Zach is like, why'd you even come back? Like, nobody wants you here. Why did you let me live here? Blah, blah, blah. And Damon's all like, well, somebody needed to mow the lawn. So at least he's, like, sticking to his character, I guess. He's going down with a wisecrack. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Elena is really mad at Stefan because she hasn't heard from him in three days. He, like, left her a voicemail, like, I am doing a thing. I'll tell you about it in a few days. Right? No information. I know. But he shows up at school and is like, hey, Elena, can I tell you everything at the Mystic Grill at four today? (laughs) But then he doesn't show up at four because he's busy rescuing dumbass Uncle Zach from, like, the <laughs> weakest vampire in the world. Oh, my God. And Elena's all like, what? 
you were so busy that you couldn't even text me to be an app because you're going to be an hour late. And I'm like, I feel you, girl. It's disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, I would have left, but she got roped into playing pool with her ex-boyfriend, Matt, who is actually like being really nice and offering her advice on her boy problems. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, mentioned. I don't think we've heard about this before, but that. Matt and Elena used to be best friends before they dated. Yep. So he's trying to get back to the friendship aspect and, like, sacrificing all his dignity to be like, I think that you should give your new boyfriend a chance. He seems like a nice guy. Like, Matt, get some self-esteem. I, like, kind of feel bad for having Matt be my first who you want to (laughs) punch because he seems, like, pretty decent now. He fixed his hair a little bit and he's Mm -hmm. less, like... I will fight for you and you will love me again. Also, he invited Elena to play pool by saying, you want a rack? <laughs> yes, he did. I'll let you break. And it was just such cool pool lingo that I gained some more respect for him. Mm. My favorite part of Matt in this episode is later when he's wearing like a black tank top. It's a good look for him. Oh, I missed it. At the car wash. Oh, Yeah. Everybody's feeling sexy at the car wash. Except Steph and Elena. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, Elena and Stefan are talking. He's being vague again about why he was late and what's going on, and she's not having it. And then this random old guy just comes over and is like, I know you. Yeah, and he's just standing in the middle of the grill, like, not eating, not doing anything, and just points at Stefan and says that he knows him. And Stefan's like, sorry, old man stranger, I think that you're mistaken. And he's like, no, you haven't aged. And how is it possible? How is it possible? And Stefan's kind of like, sorry, sir, you must have me mixed up with someone. And Elaine is just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a weird scene. We don't really get a lot of information about that yet. But uh, now we have a great scene where Elena is in her bedroom moping. And Jeremy comes and is like, why are you so sad? I think you should go downstairs and get something to eat. (laughs) And it's like, what? What? Uh, I know, and Elena's kind of like, oh, okay, I'll head downstairs. And we find um, Stefan preparing a meal because for some reason, all of the teenagers in this town cook each other meals like middle-aged people when they want to connect. And they like break into each other's houses to do it sometimes. I know. And it seems like Stefan's like cutting a potato. Yeah, I was, what was he cutting? No, it looks kind of like a fish, right? It it, It was white and didn't look very hard to cut. No, but we find out that he's making her chicken parmesan because he knows that it's one of Elena's favorites and he has Italian roots and it's his specialty. And we find that uh, we get the best audio clip of the whole season so far. Yes, we couldn't really do justice to this part by just describing it, but Stefan is bragging about his cooking skills to a very confused Elena, and he uh, unleashes this gem. I can even make my own homemade mozzarella. Only tonight... (laughs) He can even make his own homemade mozzarella. Mozzarella. It's so good. I just... 
there are no words. I would just run screaming the other direction if somebody <laughs> said that to me. This like, reminds- girl, this is America. It's called fucking mozzarella. Right? This reminds me of when I was a, a young girl growing up in Waterbury, Connecticut, and I worked at the local Dunkin' Donuts, and people used to order croissants through the Croissant? drive <laughs> through the I'm like, girl, you're at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like, nobody's respecting your French accent here. Also, this shit is frozen. Like, this is not a real croissant. Get it together. Oh, man. It's just the worst. <laughs> but... Basically, Stefan has come because he knows that Elena's mad that she doesn't know anything about him. And rather than, like, explain what the fuck's been going on with him and his brother or answering any of the questions that she's had recently, he decides to just info dump on her about a bunch of irrelevant shit and kind of tricks her into thinking that that means he's being honest with her now. Right? It's so weird. He's like, all right, I'm about to tell you everything. First, Catherine, 1864, had olive skin, loved to laugh, but she was also impatient and entitled. Damon said he was with her first, and I did some fucked up shit, and that's it. And I'm sad she died. Oh, yeah, and P.S., I'm sad that she died. (laughs) R.I.P. Catherine, 1864. Right? Never forgotten. Always in our hearts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then he just rattles off his opinions on books and movies and music, and it's all pretty much exactly what you'd expect. He's like, I love F. Scott Fitzgerald. The Great Gatsby's the best book ever. OMG. I love Bob Dylan, but also Kanye, because I'm cool and hip with the kids. Yeah, I'm a cool hip 400-year-old. Yeah, and it's also just... if you had access to like all of art in like recent history, you'd really like come up with that as your yeah. favorites. I mean, I guess he has to make it culturally relevant for Elena, or else it wouldn't make too much sense. But the Great Gatsby, really, what are you in ninth grade? <laughs> yeah, it's not really helping me to like him, knowing his tastes and all these things. I know I'm obsessed with Martin Scorsese because I'm a brooding <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> And I love Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson because I'm cool. I'm the coolest. So now you will love me again, even though I haven't explained my four day absence. <laughs> so while all this is going on downstairs, Jeremy is upstairs with Vicky and they're canoodling. But Vicky just wants to get high because that's her whole deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she has a lot of recent trauma that she probably wants to forget. <laughs> But Fair she, enough. She finds this bottle of pills. It's a prescription for that Elena had after the car crash. It's painkillers. And she's like, ooh, let's do these. But rather than just, like, taking the pill, she tries to crush it with the Gilbert <laughs> pocket watch. Right? And Jeremy's like, no, don't use that. But it's okay if you want to crush and snort these pills instead of just taking them. I know. And, like, who crushes pills with a pocket watch? Like, it's, I don't know. It was just weird. I guess it was the first thing in sight, but Jeremy's all like, like, that's an antique. Wanted to remind us that Jeremy had it, I guess. That's true. Because uh, Logan Fell has been tasked with retrieving it for the, like, cabal of village elders who are hunting vampires. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a quick scene of... Sheriff Forbes, Caroline's mom, at the grill with Logan, like, you gotta get that fucking watch. Also, we haven't found any vampire habitats, and we don't know who these vampires are. 
Yeah, and she's like, I remember the Gilbert watch is passed down through generations to the men next in line, so check with Jeremy. It's like, where was that piece of information four days ago when you're right. all canoodling at the uh, at the founder's party? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Logan is using poor Aunt Jenna to, like, get into the family. Mm-hmm. They have a dinner date this episode, and Jenna's, like, barely even trying to make him work for it which just makes me sad like girl aren't there any other guys in mystic falls that you could maybe try it on with i know and he just gives off such a bad vibe like i understand that they have history but he's all like self-confident and gross mm-hmm. Ugh, i i can't get behind it yeah he sucks because mm-hmm. his name's logan <laughs> yep so while stefan is um telling elena all of these irrelevant details about his life elena is chopping garlic Mm, yes Mm -hmm. so uh, she kind of points out that stefan doesn't like garlic so she's hoping that they're just putting the garlic on the garlic bread and he won't have any and he's like what are you talking about i love garlic and during this little back and forth she slips and cuts her finger so yeah at first we're like whoa rejecting vampire stereotypes he likes garlic and it's not gonna hurt him but then there's blood and he flips out and his eyes get all vampire yeah and he has to like turn around really quick because it's like he's trying to hide a boner basically yeah a face boner (laughs) that is exactly the perfect term for it because it's like his fangs are extending Uh he's like really aroused by blood like the thirst has awakened in him so yeah, it's a face boner. That's the new term we'll be using for when people vampire out. Yes. They will get a face boner. So he's trying to hide this face boner, and like Claire mentioned, his teeth are like going in and out, and this face boner is worse than any of the other ones we've seen from Stefan so mm-hmm. far. Normally it's kind of like a quick flicker of the darkness in the eyes and the face change, but this one goes on for probably, I don't know, like five seconds, maybe a little bit 30 longer. seconds. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's like standing there trying to think of baseball for a while <laughs> while yeah. Elena's looking at his reflection in the window and it's like, what the fuck's up with your face? I know. It's weird that he didn't turn around and think that she could see his reflection in the window because she was standing there like washing the blood off of her hand. So yeah. sorry, Stefan, you should have thought about that a little bit more. Dumbass. Mm-hmm. But he manages to get his face boner up under control and turns around and is like, look, I'm fine. And Elena's like, oh, I guess I'm just having hallucinations now. No big deal. And then they kiss. Yeah, and he's like, that's what I love about you, or that's what makes you so great, or something. Or, like, like, it's endearing. Yeah, it's like, no, having somebody telling you that they think that their skepticism is turning into paranoid hallucinations is not, like, a lovable trait. It's that's a cause hot. for concern. Ugh. But they're kissing now, so everything's good between them, and Damon's in the basement. Everything's coming up, Stefan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stefan's living large here. He's got his girl back, his brother's on the verge of death for 50 years. And with that, we move on to the next day, where there's a charity car wash happening at the school. Ah, yes, and the theme is Sexy Suds. Which is totally appropriate for a bunch of 16 and 17-year-olds, right? Yeah, totally. And Caroline is being way over at the top, like, I want to give a, a stripper vibe, and everybody needs to be just straight up flaunting it 
No one pieces. <laughs> yeah, no one pieces. I think that it said that like on the flyer. <laughs> and they have this big banner at the car wash that looks like it was drawn by like a fifth grader. Right? I know. They're like, we're too busy looking sexy to make the banner. Like, let's have the elementary school kids do it. Or maybe like Caroline is still a little brain scrambled from her recent experiences. <laughs> and that's just like <laughs> the level she's at right now. That's very true. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of girls in bikinis and shirtless dudes washing some cars. Stefan and Elena show up, each wearing like at least three shirts. And Caroline is like, guys, it's called a sexy studs. (laughs) Sexy studs car wash. Now that I would go to. Right. But they take off a couple of their layers. But Elena is still wearing a shirt over her bikini top because she's just not buying into Caroline's shit. Mm -hmm. And she is wearing that verbane necklace. Yeah. As always. Mm hmm. So they're, they start washing the cars, and Elena's all like, what's up with your ring? Mm. Don't you want to take it off because we're washing cars, and you'll probably lose it, or it will get gross because we're washing disgusting cars? And he's like, this is a ring that contains my family's crest. And she's like, actually, it has a stone in it. And then he tells her what kind of fancy Italian stone it is, and that it's been passed down in their Italian family for generations. But she's kind of questioning him, like, are you sure you don't want to take it off? Like, I could put it in my bag. And he's like, girl, I'm sure. But we see that Elena thinks that it's, like, a little weird. Yeah. Well, it is. It is weird. (laughs) And it's gaudy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so they're watching the cars. Bonnie is uh, talking to this young lady who we've never met before. Do we get her name? I don't, I don't think, I think they, they said it, but okay. I didn't catch it. I missed it, too. Her name is B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, she was Not horrible. to, like, throw a pejorative around like that, but they really worked hard to make her just, like, the most unlikable person in the world. So, basically, a car comes up, and Bonnie's like, hey, lady, insert name here, that one's yours. And she's like, ugh, I always get stuck with the ugly ones. Hey, guy, your car's a piece of shit. And washing it isn't going to change that. I know. And this kid, like, is just standing there looking so heartbroken while she's just verbally assaulting him about his car, which wasn't even that bad. It was just like a normal car. Yeah, like maybe 10 years old or something, but it wasn't that bad. And this girl was just going off and you're kind of like, who are you? And Bonnie wasn't having it. She's like, hey, you know, you don't have to be such a jerk, like wear your manners or something along those lines. But Mm -hmm. Bonnie's trying to tell her what's up. So this girl doesn't heed Bonnie's warning, if you will, and just kind of goes on insulting this poor dude who just ends up tossing his keys in the car and like walking away into the woods or something. Um, So this young woman is kind of carrying the bucket of water over to start washing this piece of crap car, apparently. And all of a sudden, the hose in the bucket starts going crazy. She tries to lift it up, and it seems like it's kind of taking on a life of its own. So this girl splashes, like, soapy, dirty water all over herself. You know, um, the hose sprays her in the face. And luckily, Matt's on hand to help save this girl from whatever the hell is happening. From 
the terrifying soapy water. <laughs> right? Thank God there's a man around to help save her. <laughs> but during this time, we see that Bonnie is kind of looking at her while all of this stuff is going on, leading us to believe that Bonnie is actually controlling the hose and making this bad thing happen to this girl because she's such a bee. It's called karma. Yep. And sometimes a witch needs to help it along. <laughs> so true. So I love this because Bonnie's using her powers again, and that's mm-hmm. my favorite part of the show so far. Yeah. And she's using it for good because this other girl is not good and she deserves no. to be punished, to be quite frank. Yeah. And the next thing we see of her is, uh, well, Elena needs to get more towels or something. So she takes <laughs> over the cash box from Caroline who then wanders into the school to get towels, but we'll get back to that. But Elena's sitting there, and the old guy from the Mystic Girl comes up, and she's like, oh, hey, I saw you yesterday, and you were saying all this weird shit about how you knew Stefan. Like, what was that all about? Yeah, and he's like, oh, yes, Stefan Salvatore. I, back in... (laughs) 1953. Yes, back in June of 1953, I was staying at the Salvatore boarding house, and I saw Stefan there, Stefan Salvatore and his brother Damon, (gasps) and she, and Elena's kind of like, wait, Stefan and Damon, the brothers? And he's like, yes, yes. When I was staying there, their uncle Joseph got murdered, and Elena's just kind of like, What? And she gets all freaked out. Yeah. Rightfully yeah, that, so. That's some strange information to drop. But then uh, the foul young lady comes over and it turns out she's his granddaughter. She's like, okay, grandpa, <laughs> stop bugging the nice lady. And then she says to Elena, oh, I hope he wasn't bothering you. He He's a little Alzheimer's. Oh, my God. And the old man, even though he's blowing up Stefan's spot, he was being, like, really sweet and just and he's telling he's also her, not that old. He's probably, like, 65. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, it was so sad. Like, my heart really, like, broke when that horrible girl said that about her grandpa. But also, like, that's such a weird way of putting it. He's not Alzheimer's. He's Alzheimer's-y. That's very true. (laughs) So, yeah, we hate her. She is just the worst. Uh, Elena, at this point, just abandons the cash box uh, because Caroline hasn't come back yet, but she has this new piece of information that she has to immediately investigate. Mm -hmm. So she goes over to where Logan Fell is recording a new segment about the car wash, which Which is really creepy. For Mr. Tanner. Oh yeah. They're raising money for the athletic department after Mr. Tanner got eaten. Yes. Yeah. And so Logan Fell is here surrounded by these pubescent young ladies in bathing suits. And he doesn't he make some sort of comment about making sure to get the girls in the bikinis on camera, or maybe Aunt Jenna says it. I don't know. But then he's like people watch the news with the sound off. Aunt Jenna. Oh, God. I'm like, that's really weird. Usually the news is not sexy. I don't understand this joke. <laughs> right? It makes no sense. Like, are like, people just, like, jerking off to the newscasters? Is that the implication here? Uh, Logan's so gross, he would probably expect his viewers to do that. Yeah. Ugh. But well, Elena runs up to him, and she's all like, hey, Logan. Hey, Aunt Jenna. Um... Do you have any information about the town in the old-timey news from 1953? And Logan's like, 
yeah, we have the internet and the archives over at the station. Why don't you come over and check it out, if that's okay with you, Aunt Jenna? And, and also like, the sure. price is that you have to go to dinner with me again. Oh, or no, yeah. I, I have to mm-hmm. come over for dinner at your house tonight. Oh, that's right. And Aunt Jenna's like, you're getting leftovers. And he's like, I don't care. That sounds good. Because he has something nefarious in mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of Elena's experience of the car wash. But we've kind of skipped over what's happening with Caroline up to this oh, point. Yeah. She's, you know, still brain scrambled about Damon. But somehow, like, doesn't remember that he attacked her. She, like, wants to know where he is and is really sad when Stefan says he's gone. Yeah. So when she abandons the cash box, she goes into the school to look for towels. And she starts hearing Damon calling her, like, Caroline, Caroline, Caroline. And this actually started the night before. He was trying to communicate with her, and she was in her bedroom, and she kind of senses Damon's presence. And then what shows up in her bedroom window? But the, the creepy, creepy crow. crow! And it's all like, ah, ah! And she walks over to the windowsill, and the crow doesn't get startled whatsoever. It's just kind of sitting there. And she's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. And then it just falls out the window. And she hits it with a pillow, and it's just like a crow prop just like tumbles over. Right? It's not realistic at all. I do love the crow seeds in this show. Oh, like, yeah. they're unmatched. So we see when she goes into the school to get towels the next day at the car wash that the crow is now, like, standing on top of a pole watching over things. Mm -hmm. So she starts hearing Damon more and more and goes into a kind of trance and stumbles over to the Salvatore Manor and into the basement because somehow, even without having drank blood for, like, five days now... Damon is able to compel her from a distance because he's drank so much of her blood they have like a connection I don't know I don't know yeah that was kind of a jump for me but I'll take it who knows Damon is powerful so she comes down to the basement and she's like you bit me why don't I remember things Uh, and then Damon was like you liked it which was so horrible like I just felt my stomach drop as soon as he said that and Caroline's all like why do I keep remembering things in different ways? She's just really confused because she's kind of having memories about Damon biting her, um, but at the same time, she's compelled to him and misses him. So it's kind of like a Stockholm Syndrome, really sad situation for Caroline. But he's just like, I'm not going to answer any of those questions. I'm going to say that the vervain is out of your system now, and you're going to unlock this door. And she puts her hand down and reaches towards the latch on the door, which isn't very secure. Like, it just, like, it was, like, one little bathroom stall latch, like, keeping this door shut. Um, And as she's reaching to unlock it, Uncle Zach slash Cousin Zach slash Nephew Zach runs down and is like, no! But she's already moved the latch, so he tries to hold the door closed Mm -hmm. while Damon pushes Caroline starts running away, but Damon bursts out and straight up snaps Zach's neck. So R.I.P. Uncle Zach, you made some bad life choices. He did. And Damon just snapped his neck like it was nothing. So it was weird because I was expecting him to bite Uncle Zach, but it makes sense because he's been drinking vervain in his coffee for 16 years. So that wasn't an option. He's not going to poison himself. Nope. But he's real thirsty. So he pursues Caroline through the house 
almost catches up to her, but she emerges into the sunlight, and Stefan has taken Damon's gaudy ass ring. So he's burned by the sunlight and has to stay in the house for now. Yes. We see like a couple of burns pop up, but they disappear really quickly once he steps out of the sun slice, right? Yeah. Even yeah. though he hasn't had blood in a while. I don't know. Anyway, Caroline escapes. Uh, she goes off to who knows where. And Damon is now free, but has to wait until it's dark to really escape. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Stefan has no idea any of this is happening. He's just, like, being cute with his girlfriend at the car wash. Yeah, he's just being adorable. That face. <laughs> that face boner sure was sexy. <laughs> Even his non-boner face is sexy. <laughs> All right, moving on. So I guess while this is happening... um, Time is passing at the car wash as well. And Bonnie is just kind of standing there. Yeah, she's really slacking off, just like leaning against the hood of a car and not doing anything. I know. And all of a sudden, she's looking down. Oh, actually, what happens is that horrible girl comes back over to her and she hands her this big broom. And she's like, we need to clean like the blacktop of the parking lot. And Bonnie is all like, actually, it's clean because we just washed all these cars. So all of the soap from the cars is run down to the to the parking lot. And she's but like, but it's not dry. That actually make it dirty because it's all like the dirt that has been washed off of the cars is in this water. Right? So yeah. Bonnie is kind of being a lazy ass bitch here. But <laughs> exactly. I respect it. I respect it because if that girl told me to do anything, I would try and fight it as much as I want. But... The girl hands Bonnie this giant broom and is like, clean up the water. It's not going to evaporate on its own or something weird. (laughs) And um, I guess she's in charge because Caroline is out gallivanting, like trying to save and also escape Damon. So Bonnie's pissed, rightfully so. So she's looking at these puddles on the ground and she, I guess, is thinking about the fastest way to get them evaporated, but also looking for a way to channel her rage. And all of a sudden, the puddles light on fire, and the fire spreads to a car, which also starts going up in flames. And Bonnie's just kind of standing there in somewhat of a trance, watching this burn. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. I wish I could do that to my enemies. (laughs) I know! Bonnie is just killing it. I love her. But she doesn't seem to realize what's going on. She's in a trance. And then Stefan comes out and is like, Bonnie, snap out of it. And she's like, oh, my God, what happened? Did I do that? And Stefan's just like, yeah, I think so. (laughs) And she's like, did anyone see? Like, girl, you just lit a car on fire at a crowded car wash. Like, I think people noticed. But she doesn't question for a second that Stefan thinks it's really obvious and normal that she caused this fire with her mind i know yeah she's just like okay don't tell anybody yeah but again we see that stefan has to come and save bonnie from her own powers just Mm. like matt had to come and save that evil girl from the crazy hose (laughs) (laughs) oh such gallant gentlemen right so I guess the other thread that's happening throughout this is the budding relationship between Jeremy and Vicky. Uh, now that they're uh, like yes. a couple, she takes him to hang out with her friends, who apparently he, he doesn't know, even though he's been hanging out with the stoners at school. There's like this group of four people who look like they're in their 30s, sitting in a cemetery, 
listening to shitty music and smoking weed. And these are Vicky's people. Yep. But suddenly Jeremy is like above the drug thing because he's just high on Vicky, I guess. But he's like, who are these losers? I don't want to be here. Yeah. Why are we always getting high, Vicky? And Vicky's like, oh, are you going to be one of those guys that's trying to change me now that we're together? And he's like, well, no, I guess not. So then she like shotguns or whatever. What's the term for when somebody smokes and then like blows it in somebody else's mouth? Rude. (laughs) Yes. It was kind of gross. It was disgusting. But then Jeremy's all like, oh, hey, all right, I'll hang out with these lowlifes at the graveyard. Yeah, so he's going along with it for now. But then later on, Vicky is like, we're going to kick this up a notch. And she reveals that she has Elena's bottle of Vicodin. And I'm like, I thought you were going to pull out some heroin or something. (laughs) Like, how is Vicodin going to kick the party up a notch? It's just going to, like, mellow everybody out. Right? Everyone will take a nap. I have taken Vicodin, and it's just, like, floating pleasantly on a cloud. Not, like, getting crunk. (laughs) But everybody's really excited. Well, have you been snorting it after crushing it with an antique pocket watch? That might up the ante. That's true. I've only (laughs) taken it, like, as prescribed by a doctor. So... Okay, I'm just not a drug expert, I guess. But Jeremy's really pissed that Vicky has stolen this from the house, mm-hmm. and he thinks Elena will notice that it's gone, even though she hasn't used it in, like, six months. Yeah, so he runs over to the guy who's like, thanks for the Vicks, Vic, and <laughs> snatches the bottle of Vicodin back, and he was all like, you shouldn't have taken these! And then he kind of tries to huff off and storm yeah. away. But she's like, what's your problem, Jeremy? Wah, wah, wah. And he calls all her friends a bunch of quote unquote, waste of space, small town lifers. Oh, yeah. And Vicky's like, oh, so you're just a guy who's going through his dark phase because his parents died. Side note, the way that all of their friends like handle <laughs> the death of um, Elena and Jeremy's parents is just like fucking ridiculous. Their they're always bringing it up in like an ago. angry way. Like, yeah, it's just because their parents died. <sighs> Whatever. I know. So she's all kind of like, yeah, just because your parents died, you're going through a dark phase and acting out. But guess what? This is my life. These people aren't waste of space, small town lifers. When you grow up and get out of this town and you're all successful, because you live in a big house I'll still be here working at the grill hanging out with my friends in the cemetery and probably people will still be talking about fucking me in public constantly yeah including my brother <laughs> also I don't understand why Vicky's just resigned herself to a life of drugs in her small town when Matt seems to be doing like totally fine yeah it's it's weird because we don't really have any context on what their family is like. Like, we haven't heard anything about their parents. Yeah. We haven't seen their home life. And it seems like they've come from completely different backgrounds because Matt's this, like, all-American quarterback, nice guy, and Vicky's just this hot mess. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like Elena and Jeremy, right? Like, yeah. Jeremy's a delinquent drug user. <laughs> and Elena kind of has it together except for thinking that her um confusion about Stefan is turning into full-blown paranoia yeah I mean nobody's really doing a great job at life on this show to be honest very true they're all just trying so while um while Vicky and Jeremy are 
at the graveyard. Oh, wait, before we move on, um, Vicky kind of gives a good one-liner to uh, to Jeremy. Mm. She's like, you know what, Jeremy? If I wanted to feel uh, like shit about myself, I will just go back to Tyler. Oh, I know, shit. it's a sick burn. Speaking of which, Tyler is not in this episode at all. Oh, bless. I don't miss him. No, me neither. Hopefully he's like at a anger management class or something. <laughs> right. Ugh. Uh, yeah, so Elena, in the meantime, while all this is happening, is at the news station looking for archive footage for to see if the old guy really is Alzheimer's or if <laughs> something weird is afoot. And she finds this, like, old newsreel of this guy outside of the Salvatore Manor in 1953. 1953. <laughs> also, the video does not look like it's from 1953. No. It looks like somebody took it on their phone recently and then put like an old timey filter over it. Exactly. It was like, it was just an Instagram filter pretty much. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it is an animal attack has ended in tragedy here at the Salvatore Manor. Look, they're bringing out the body. Look, there's the nephew. And then like hiding in the shadows of the house, you see Stefan. And Elena luckily can zoom in very clearly on this extremely old footage. Yes. Enhance! Yeah, and we just see Stefan's face becoming clearer as he's creeping in the doorway as they cart away um, his dead Uncle Joseph. He needs to take better care of his uncles, man. Right? They're dropping like flies. (laughs) I know. And also, how are these people related to him? Because... I don't think this is a spoiler, but neither Stefan nor Damon procreated before they became vampires. Oh, yeah. So it's like, what is their actual relation? But anyway. Why are there only men in their family? Because they're the worst. Yep. If there were any women, then they would probably be doing better. (laughs) Right? We wouldn't have, like, Damon running around killing everyone and Stefan just trying to keep up. Whatever software um, the new station in Falls... What is it? Falls Mystic Village? Falls. Mystic Falls. <laughs> Mystic Falls, Virginia has. I need to get me some of that. Elena just simply like went in and typed in Salvatore boarding house murder and it just popped up <laughs> clear as day. Like one result. It's like there was only one murder there. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> right. But now she's like, what the fuck? So yeah. in the, like the final sequence of the episode, there's like a lot of you know, checking in on every character, but Elena mm-hmm. is writing in her diary and there's a voiceover where she's like, I'm not a believer. I can't be a believer, but how can I ignore the evidence right in front of my fucking face? This guy is, he can't get hurt. He is old and young at the same time. He doesn't age. His face gets all fucked up. He gets face boners. What does it mean? And so while that's happening, we're kind of seeing where everybody is. We see Logan Fall has come over for dinner and is just creeping in Jeremy's bedroom and finds the watch. So that's unfortunate. It is. Yeah. He just totally jacks it like real quick from um, Jeremy's room. Yeah. It's crazy. And then we cut um, to Bonnie. Mm. Best moment of the episode. She's, She's at a house and someone opens the door and she's like, what is happening to me? And she's crying. And Bonnie's drunk grandma just welcomes her into her arms. Thank God we finally meet drunk grandma. Right? Bonnie's going to get some straight up witch training on how to control her powers. And I am fucking excited. Yes. 
uh, slightly less happy, uh, but also having one of the best lines of the episode. Caroline is lying in bed, feeling very confused and emotional. And her mom comes in and is like, what's wrong, honey? Is it a boy? And Caroline says, mom, if I want to talk about boy problems, I'll call dad. At least he's dating one. Oh, my God. Caroline, like, I end up feeling bad for her. But then she says something like this. And you're just like, oh, my God, you just burnt your mom so bad. Ugh, it was so sad. Yeah. Poor Sheriff Forbes. Poor Sheriff. And yeah, so then while Elena's having her vampire revelation, Vicky is still in the graveyard with her stoner buddies and they're listening to this terrible song on the car stereo, which then stops. So she has to go and restart it. And when she's at the car, suddenly Damon comes shuffling up and he's still very weak because he hasn't had any blood. But he's like, come here. I have to tell you a secret. And Vicky is like, who has now been attacked by a vampire, what, like two or three times. Mm -hmm. She just took the piece of gauze off of her neck. Yeah. (laughs) She just (laughs) healed. Uh, Now she sees this creepy guy being like, come closer, my dear. She's just like, okay. And she goes over, he stumbles into her arms and starts drinking her blood and... You know, Vicky cannot catch a break, but she also has no common sense. So it's just like you want to sit her down and like explain some things about life. I know. And then Damon bites her once, stops and then goes back in. And you see like as he's drinking Vicky's blood, kind of the life comes back into his eyes and Mm -hmm. he gets a little bit stronger. Yeah. So Vicky girl, I'm sorry. So we don't know what, what her fate is this time. I mean, I guess if she can survive the first several drainings of her blood, maybe there's a chance, but I don't know. Things aren't looking good from where I'm sitting for Vicky. Yeah. And so the last thing we see is Elena just being like, fuck this, I need to figure out this shit. And so uh, she goes over, she heads over to Stefan's house where he has just discovered Zach's body and that Damon is gone. So he's like about to burst out the door to go find Damon. But then Elena's on the outside and she says, what are you? And, the and then we just ends. cut to black. Oh, my God. Not to mention that the check in on all of those characters is in like the last two minutes of the mm-hmm. show. So like just so much shit goes down. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So it's a very exciting conclusion. We can't wait to see what's going to happen next. And it's a pretty solid episode, I'd say. Yeah, I feel like this is probably the best one yet. Since the Founders Party episode, I feel like things are moving really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that this was going to be kind of a laid back episode because everything's coming up Stefan, as you mentioned <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. Um, but I guess I should have expected that Damon would have wormed his way out of uh, the dungeon somehow. Well, I mean, when you're gatekeepers are such fucking idiots what do you expect right i know come on stefan you've known your brother for 400 years you thought that like a single lock and like a little vervain was going to do the trick yeah (sighs) all right so uh let's move on to who you want to punch oh god i mean i think the answer is obvious in this episode yeah it's that girl yeah it's that car wash bee Uh uh-huh The way that she treated her grandfather, like, okay, make fun of a kid for having, like, a shitty car. It's high school. People do shitty things. Like, I don't agree with it. I wouldn't have done that myself. But once she calls her grandfather 
Alzheimer's? What? What is that? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. What? Oh Uh, my god. And like, I get that they had to make her as douchey as possible so that when Bonnie like attacks her with magic and fire, that we are just like, hell yeah, Bonnie, get it, girl. Uh-huh. But, oh my god, she's just the worst. I know, they took it too far. Like, don't abuse your grandfather. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, we want to punch her for sure. I mean, I do want to punch any number of people in this episode. Like, Damon definitely deserves one. Of course. Uh, Uncle Zach, may he rest in peace, deserves one just for being an idiot. <laughs> he does. I want to pick him up from his I want to pick up his dead body and punch him in the face. Whoa. <laughs> what? He, he could have... He, he could have just, like, not gone down there the first time that he went down there. Like, and just saved, like, the strife of that happening. He could have, like, been keeping a better eye out so that yeah, Damon, like, if, like, couldn't... The whole point of you staying in this house is to make sure nobody gets to Damon. Like, maybe don't fall down on the job. Uncle Zach. Right? Like, what was he doing? Playing Xbox or something? Does Did he even, even work? He Xbox? But yeah, what? What is his deal? We know nothing about him. And now he's dead. Yeah. R.I.P., bro. So, yeah, I guess that will move on to why are men. The specific question, why are men so dumb? Ugh, I know. There were so many mistakes in this episode. Yeah. Stefan is just... I just think about the fact that he knows, like, all this information that Elena really should have in order to decide if she wants to be with him. Like, hey, I am a vampire and death follows me wherever I go. Maybe you need to, like, weigh that against how much you want to eat my face. Right? It's extremely selfish to pull someone into a situation like this. And and he also is gaslighting her because she's like, what's yeah. wrong? Oh my god, I could swear your hand was bleeding. Oh no, you just overreacted, you hysterical woman. <sighs> and oh, your face looked really weird. Oh no, I, it must have just been the window. No, like, she knows what's up. You're misleading her and making her think she's crazy. Like, if you want to have a relationship with this child, that's creepy, but okay, we'll accept that. But you got to at least treat her with respect. Exactly. It's just, and it's like hard too because Stefan's presented as the good guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. but if he was actually good, he wouldn't go into Elena's life and stir up all this shit. Because yeah. if he didn't, like, become infatuated with Elena, Caroline, Caroline wouldn't have been like seduced brainwashed and attacked by damon the only reason why damon did that is because she was close to elena and he like wanted a cheerleader too or something fucking disgusting Mm -hmm. and stefan's kind of like resigned to the fact that all of this like violence and unrest is unavoidable because of his true love for elena but if you actually love someone you don't bring this shit upon them and Mm -hmm. lie about it And, like, what is the best case scenario here? Like, what is your end game? Because eventually she's going to notice you don't age. So you're going to have to have the I'm a vampire conversation. So why not just fucking do it now? Let her make an informed decision about her life and her relationships. And maybe be honest about the fact that her life is constantly in danger. Right? Because he has to brainwash her first so that she's not strong enough to make her own decision by the time he's done gaslighting her. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of his choices. Me neither. 
but I know he's still he's good hot. looking. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, he is hot. He's not a discount Liam's Liam Hemsworth anymore. No, I regret that. I guess that's kind of the hard part going into it is that I'm making snap judgments <laughs> because I don't have like the full catalog at my disposal. Yeah. So my top regrets are saying that Stefan is the poor man's Liam Hemsworth and having Matt be my first who you want to punch when there are literally, he's like one of the best, most moral characters in the show. Yeah. Like in the realm of why are men, Matt is like the least to blame. <laughs> right. I mean, there's this stuff about him being okay with people te- treating his sister like a, a fuck toy, but. That's the least of our problem yeah. in Mystic Falls. Otherwise, he's a pretty upstanding guy. Good job, Matt. Yeah. He did provide... single-handedly raise the score of men. Exactly. He did provide some good advice to Stefan uh, this episode, too, which I enjoyed Mm. when um, Stefan was kind of like, hey, where'd Elena go? Like, did she leave me at the car wash? Like, where's she she at? And Matt's like, hey, man, if I could give you one piece of advice about Elena, she's big on trust. Oh, thank you for clarifying that. Like most people aren't. <laughs> most people don't care about trust when they're in a sketchy relationship. Yeah, but they're just like whatever. Yeah, uh, but another thing: why are men? This episode really pissed me off about how a guy had to come in and save a woman, like in every situation mm-hmm. where they came into danger. It's like. I feel like Bonnie would have been okay. Even I if wanted she to had see to... like what was gonna happen. Exactly. Like, is she gonna burn the whole joint down? That would have been awesome. <laughs> I know she had it handled. She did. I guess that also begs the question: Does Stefan know that Bonnie's a witch? I think he does because yeah. he's so blase. Like, yeah, you made this fire happen, right? Uh, Stefan. I feel like Stefan's almost as bad as Damon. Ooh, he's just hot like take. he's just more secretive about it. You know I mean, what I mean? And at the same time, he's really sanctimonious. Like, I don't eat people, so I am blameless in all things. Right? Ugh. But at least now he's gonna at least have to come to terms with what he's done with Elena. Yeah. So I'm hoping that next episode she takes, like, a stance, and she's not just like, what are you? And he's like, I'm a vampire. I wish I, wish I could have told you before, but I needed you to love me first. And I hope Elena's like, fuck you. Look what you're doing to my friends. Look what you're doing to our town. GTFO. And then she stakes him in the heart. Yeah. I mean, because Stefan does come to the door in the last scene holding a stake so he could go find Damon. Like, that's not... I guess that'll answer her question pretty quick. I'm a vampire slayer. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, quite a a jam-packed Why Are Men this week. Of course. We had a lot to unpack there. Yeah. So I guess we can, you know, lighten the tone a bit and say who should have done it. Yeah. So my pick for this week is, I forget her name, but poor fucking Caroline's mom. Mm. I hope that she finds a man and they can do it because Caroline's jabs about how her dad has more men than her mom and about how her mom can't hold a man down and like all the stuff that she said over the past episode is super depressing. Also, it seems like Caroline's mom has some stress, you know, being sheriff of the town, looking out for vampires. I feel like she could use some spiritual connection with another person and just get it. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Sweet. And who is your do it this week? Uh, so it's kind of an unusual choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bear with me here, but my choice is Matt and Aunt Jenna. <laughs> yes, because they are the Tell two saddest sacks in town. Like they're both just complete chumps. 
Like, poor Matt is just now being the relationship guru for his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend. And just, like, being so nice and letting everybody treat him like shit. Whereas Jenna is just welcoming welcoming this <laughs> horrible asshole Logan back into her life. Because I guess she's just so starved for affection now that she's been dressed down by Mr. Tanner, rest in peace. Uh, I don't yeah I don't know what's going on with Aunt Jenna, but it it just makes me sad to see her wasting her time with this duplicitous asshole. I know. So I feel like even though it would be illegal and kind of gross, they are well suited to each other. Like they could nourish each other's souls a little bit. I think so. They could be there for each other yeah. at this time of strife. Yeah. It is a little weird that Matt presumably presumably has done sexual things with. Um, Elena and that Aunt Jenna is related to Elena, but sometimes you have to just skirt the norms and and hey, get, well, it, get it on. Apparently, Catherine eighteen sixty four fucked both Salvatores. So that's oh, that's just true. A thing on this show. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> if we were bound by like not fucking anybody, anybody in our family had fucked, then none of these teen shows could ever exist. That's true. It's like a recurring theme. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, any closing thoughts on this episode or hopes or predictions for next week? So I think this was the best episode so far. Um, What I want to happen next week, like I mentioned, is Elena just to be like, fuck you, Stefan. You brought terror in my life on my friends and GTFO. Yeah. But what I imagine will happen, given everything that we've seen so far, is that maybe Elena will take it hard for like a day and be like, how do I come to terms with dating a vampire? How do I come to terms with accepting this and putting all of my friends and family in danger? Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think she'll be mad for a day or two. And then she'll reunite with Stefan and be like, you poor tortured soul. How have you lived like this for so long? I will give you love. And I think that's what we'll see in the next episode. All right. What do you think's going to happen with Vicky? Oh, so I keep thinking that all of these characters will be dead. Like, I thought that <laughs> Caroline was done for sure after Damon attacked her last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Vicky probably would have been dead the first time after Tyler <laughs> tried to rape her and then she got attacked by the creepy fog and Damon the last time. Um, so I think Vicky will probably make it just because it doesn't seem like people get murdered by vampires just by getting bitten twice. Um, I'm also thinking that things between her and Jeremy, if she lives, might be on the back burner because he kind of laid a truth bomb on her and she got back at him like, hey, fancy boy, like you don't tell me my life. I'm a townie. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see what happens to all of our friends. We'll see if the creepy crow makes another <laughs> appearance. I was very happy that it was displayed so prominently in this episode. We had like three crow scenes. We did. And one of them was so good where it just unsanctimoniously <laughs> fell out of the window. It was so unlikely. of that or <laughs> We do. It looked like it was made by the same like animatronic people who made Salem from Sabrina like 20 years ago. <laughs> yes, it's so true. I think we had a crow when we lived at the Gypsy Hut. I could like picture it. We had like a tiny stuffed crow and it looks exactly like the crow from the Vampire Diaries. Oh my god, maybe it was. It was a sign that this podcast would come to be years later. 